Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set records around the world. And then, as we always do, we break those records. My name is Jody Jenkins. And my name is Tony Clement. And we have another excellent guest today. So we are so excited to get that. I got to say off the top, Tony, our our, um, friend that we had on last week, Barry Miracle, Tons of great feedback. I sent you some of the comments we received on his episode, and uh, very nice to see. And the download count uh, just continues to go up and up. I, I really, uh, I'm so glad about that. And and our audience should know, Jody, that you spent a day yeah. uh, making sure the audio worked because we had an audio problem for that show. This is a behind the scenes kind of comment, <laughs> and uh, you spent a day fixing the audio. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. So there was some technical issues. Now, however, if there's any producer people or audio editing gurus listening, they'll be like, a day? What are you like? How slow are you? You can't figure that out. So I'm not I'm certainly not saying it had to take a day, but it, just, uh, it consumed a long, a long part of my day because I think the fact that I have three young kids at home probably played a role in that as well. So, uh, but yeah, no, that was awesome. It ended up great. And thanks to Barry for doing that. Uh, we got to thank our sponsors right off the top before we get to our guest. Of course, John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions, our official presenting sponsor. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. And Tony, I know you've got some more in-depth info you want to share. Yes, uh, I, I too want to thank the Muttonator for his continued sponsorship via Municipal Solutions, municipalsolutions.ca. It is uh, great because they do so many things that can help people, development services, project management. So if you need a development that needs approval or you need a permit that needs expediting, planning services with municipalities, engineering services, architectural services, if you have a minor variance need or a land severance need, or if you just need a building permit, municipalsolutions.ca. And then Chris at the gang, of course, Chris at the gang at Polytrack, because we know we have government relations professionals who listen to this podcast, and Polytrack offers GR Pros a secure hub to store their advocacy data. This includes stakeholder contact details, engagement reports, and key messages. It means advocacy data at your Fingertips, which means less compliance time, less reporting time, more time to grow your business. Visit polytrackwithaq.com. Mention and another thing podcast. When you sign up, you receive their white glove onboarding service, free, 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 including tutorial and Q&A for your team. So all you GR pros out there, check out polytrack.com. And then, of course, we want to thank our newest sponsor, Magnify because they have the Magnify Video Widget. Well, what does that mean? It means crisp, clear, secure video collaboration your way. You embed it and you customize the Magnify Video Widget on your own website in minutes, or you can simply run it from your own browser on the Magnify app. It is easy and secure. Visit magnifywithanI.io, and you can find them on Twitter at magnify underscore io. And, of course, we have our exclusive partnership with Looney Politics. You can find them at looneypolitics.com, where you can get all the news you need at the touch of a button. And their annual subscription right now, if you use the code PODCAST, 50% off, and it gives you access to exclusive videos, articles, and, of course, 
podcasts like ours. We have a special podcast on Looney Politics that you cannot hear anywhere else. So you got to subscribe. Use the code podcast. And you know, Tony, as we go through all those sponsors, I bet you our guest is sitting there listening going, how do I get into the podcast world? Because I know he's wondering, like, that's a license to print money. And that's what we do. That's how we drive Bentleys. And that's, you know, that's just the, the name of the game in the podcast world, isn't it? Well, counterfeiting is a side job. Uh, but <laughs> yes, yes. Printing money. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right. I'm going to let you introduce our guest uh, yeah. and we're going to get right to it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's our pleasure here at And Another Thing Podcast to welcome Waleed Solomon. He is, uh, first of all, I've known Waleed for, I don't know, 30 years or so, something like that. And um, But he has, uh, he has moved from being a, a young PC when I first got to know him to chairing Norton Rose Fulbright Canada LLP. It's one of Canada's premier law firms. He also co-chaired Aaron O'Toole's leadership campaign and in the leadership campaign, uh, I guess over a year ago now, but uh, certainly uh, the most recent leadership campaign and uh, just generally a friend of the show. And we're happy to have him on. Welcome Waleed. Welcome. Thank you guys very much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on board, and uh, and we're going to talk about a few topics, but I think the one that, that comes to mind first, of course, we had that uh, terrible uh, tragedy uh, where four members of a, a Muslim family uh, were killed, and a nine-year-old is still in hospital in uh, London, Ontario. They were attacked uh, with a, a, basically a terrorist in a vehicle, uh, and um, I, I know you're a Muslim Canadian, Waleed, and I, I just wanted you to maybe describe your reaction to that. It, it affected all of us, but I'm sure that you uh, you were affected by that. Yeah, um, you know, uh, <laughs> it's such a difficult thing to talk about, Tony. Um, it. Uh, you know, uh, in uh, you know, in when the Quebec City mosque attacks happened, I remember distinctly waking up in the morning, and uh, I'm an early riser, and I read it, and I, you know, I cried, and um, I was very sad um, because I, I thought, you know, how is it that, you know, um, you could have people sort of worshiping. In their, in their in their own way, um, uh, and feeling the safety and sanctity and comfort that we all feel, whether you're doing yoga or going to a church or synagogue or other temple, and have that uh, that sanctity sort of broken. And this time around, I I didn't cry. I I, I saw it. And I sort of sat back, and I think my instant feeling that I would sort of sent around in my family chat groups and that sort of thing was a feeling of, uh, of, 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 of personal failure, very personal failure. Um, I felt, how is it that someone of the Muslim faith with my privilege um, uh, at so many levels, um, was unable to help ensure that this didn't happen again. And, and I had sort of had a feeling of, you know, 
what great comforts have I had through that privilege in, in, in the last, you know, since the Quebec city mosque attacks, um, uh, while, you know, there's, you know, a couple of guys who are, who are paraplegics from that attack and, and a whole bunch of widows and, and, uh, and young men and women without, without a father, how is it, <laughs> you know, it's emotional just actually thinking through it right now, um, Tony, yeah. how is it, what, what, what did I do as a privileged Muslim Canadian in the last several years? And more importantly, what didn't I do? What didn't I do to, to see to it that, that this would happen again? I, I felt a real sense of personal responsibility and uh, personal failure is, 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 is actually how I felt. I think that's, uh, I'm sure you, you, you experienced it more powerfully than non-Muslim Canadians, but I think that that's a common reaction that uh, a lot of us, uh, you know, are, are asking ourselves, how could this happen? Uh, what, ca- what should we have done in the past to, uh, to make sure this didn't happen? And yet it did happen. And quite frankly, it happens in other countries too. Canada is not unique that way. So, I guess one of my questions is coming out of this because there is a role of history, and we, you know, we've had uh, we're, we're Canadians are fighting over history right now with Indigenous peoples, uh, with uh, with this uh, attack on this Muslim family. Uh, you know, there's a lot of history being argued about right now in Canada. So yes, there is a role in history. There is a role of history in this. Hist- history we can't change, but we can change how we look at things in the future. And I guess I, what I'm asking is how, can, I mean, I guess we as members of society can blame ourselves, blame society, we can do that. But how do we move forward, I think is is something that is also important and relevant. So I guess that's the question I'm asking you. How, how do we move forward from this? You know, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's been about a week or so since it's happened now that we're, we're yeah. recording this. And, and, uh, so I've had a lot of time to reflect on that question. Um, let me start with the starting point, which isn't popular. Uh, and it's not popular with a lot of my Muslim friends. Um, but it's my truth. I don't care what anybody says. Canada is not a racist country. London is not a racist city. I reject that notion. I reject that notion. My father came to this country in the mid-1970s and uh, got opportunities that didn't make him the wealthiest man in Canada, but gave him an incredible success. He became you know, became a PhD in nuclear engineering and 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 played a leading role in our in our Canadian nuclear uh, nuclear nuclear program. His eldest son, in one generation, <laughs> he came in 1975, and in one generation, his 39-year-old son became the chairman of one of the largest and most important law firms in this country with his partner 
being the prime minister of the country when my father had been in this country for only uh, for, for less than a decade. That is not, I reject it, that is not a racist country, okay? However, do we have elements in our society that, that are racist and bigoted? Yes. Do we have elements of our history that we should not be proud of? Absolutely. I will tell you this. I believe this nation has far fewer elements of its history that we, should, that we, that we, that we, that we shouldn't be proud of and far fewer uh, uh, elements in its present that we shouldn't be proud of than most nations uh, in, in the world, including the nations that my father came from. And so as a starting point, I'm very proud of, 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 of this country, and I wouldn't trade being Canadian for any other nationality on the planet. That's the starting point. And I think that needs to be shouted from the rooftops, and it needs to be shouted from the rooftop, especially by people like me. Secondly, and I think this is, again, quite important, and I wrote this in a little tweet storm the day of uh, or the day after this, this tragedy. We do need, as a society, to make sure that we are continually getting better. And by the way, this is not just, uh, you know, on the Islamophobia side. Like, we should also be thinking about, in my own workplace, I think about, uh, you know, a young Christian lawyer who you know, it, it, it's not even fashionable anymore to, to, to sort of say, uh, why are you taking Sunday morning off? Um, or, uh, or, 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 you know, uh, you know, any, any other sort of, um, uh, you know, person from whatever background, I think it starts with each of our workplaces and right. subtle things, you know, Tony, let's be honest with ourselves. When we were in high school, a lot of people made gay jokes. Yeah, for sure. Right? And that was part of the parlance. And anybody, you know, like uh, for some of the younger listeners, you might think that that's crazy or that Tony and I are old. But that was just, like, it was just normal. Yeah. And that doesn't happen anymore. And so we need to think about what we, you know, how we relate in our workplaces, um, you know, how we, in, how, we, how we engage. We need to call out political leaders not just in Canada, but around the world. You know, I remember when Donald Trump talked about the Muslim ban. It was deeply hurtful to me. And, you know, I, re I remember some friends saying, ah, but he doesn't really mean it, funny guy, blah, 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 blah. No, it's not funny guy. It's actually right. terrible. And it actually needs to be called out. And, um, and, uh, and I, 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 I think that there's lots of steps that we can take, but I, I reject the notion. I reject it with all my heart that this country is racist and that, that it has problems that we can't, uh, that we can't solve. Well, Lead, I, sorry, Tony, I just wanted to jump in here quickly just to piggyback off that for a second and, and totally agree with, uh, your sentiments there. And it's, it's nice to hear you, uh, uh express that from your position of your truth and, and, and what your background is. Um, there's a big movement right now on the heels of the, uh, discoveries that, Cam Loops to the residential school, and obviously on the heels of the, of London, Ontario, and what happened there, that tragedy, to rename, to cancel, to push back Canada Day 
because as some are saying, and you just rejected the notion, Canada is racist. Canada is not nice. You know, uh, we're not a friendly country. What, and you talked about calling out politicians on the other side of that coin. Should politicians be standing up and saying, no, we should not be canceling Canada Day? You know, Tony, Tony, uh, you know, I, I forgive me for, for what I'm about to say. I don't honestly look for leadership from most political leaders. <laughs> like, right? Join the club. Right. <laughs> Right. I, I look for leadership from communities, from 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 families, uh, from workplaces. That's where true leadership on at the grassroots level starts. Political leaders are looking at polls, and 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 there's a lot of things that sort of drive drive what political leaders do. And and that's not their fault. It's not they're bad people. That's the system we've set up. It's imperfect. But when we talk about Canada Day, that's sheer insanity. <laughs> that's sheer insanity. Nice. You, you know, my my mother memorized the entire Quran in Canada, wow. not in Egypt. Wow. Like my like my my kids went to Islamic schools in their elementary stages in Canada. Um, I, I became the chairman of a firm. There's countless opportunities, and there's so much to celebrate. Of course, we have to celebrate Canada Day, and anybody who suggests otherwise is insane. Now, is there a moment on Canada Day when we shouldn't sort of sit back and say, "This, you know, there's some foundational issues here that have caused significant harm to the indigenous communities." that we're here for thousands of years. If, if we don't acknowledge that and, and, and teach that to our children and have dialogues about these things, well, that's silly. Of course we should. Exactly. Of course we should. But should we celebrate Canada Day and what has brought together this great nation? You're damn right. And by the way, we got to be careful. we got to be careful if we ever are going to take ourselves to a position where we're not celebrating this because notwithstanding how we've dealt with COVID over the, over the past year, which has blemished our, our, our position globally, notwithstanding what any of our political leaders say, conservative, liberal, whatever, we've been blemished globally. You know, Bloomberg just came out with its list of top cities. And for the first time in decades, we're not in the top, in the, in the top, in the top 10, that's going to come back. We are going to be, it's going to come back. People will forget about this. It, 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 we, it, we, we will come back. We are an example for the world. You're an example for the world. And that should be celebrated. We're celebrated around the world. Yeah. And we yeah. should forget that. I don't, we should never forget that. I got to recall, uh, of course, uh, being a, an MP for, uh, for 14 years and uh, being a member of provincial parliament in Ontario, for uh, almost nine years before that, uh, of course, Canada Day was my always my busiest day on the calendar, and um, I, I just recall I was a Mississauga member of provincial parliament, Brampton and Mississauga, and uh, one of the one of my uh, things that I did on Canada Day when I was a member of provincial parliament was go to Mississauga City Hall, where we would swear in 
new Canadians on Canada Day. There'd be maybe a hundred of them. Uh, and uh, Hazel McCallion was there and I was there and the MPs would be there. And it was such an amazing celebration, these new Canadians. And I remember uh, uh, we'd, we'd swear them in uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, an immigration judge. And uh, then we would sing O Canada. And one time, uh, Hazel, being Hazel McCallion, stopped us in mid, uh, you know, O Canada and said, wait a minute, you're not singing loud enough. Let's go, let's start at the beginning, and I want you to, all you new Canadians, to belt out our national anthem. And it was such an amazing moment. And these are people who chose to be here. They, they chose to live their lives here. And there's so many things to celebrate because of, uh, because of not only people who have been here for thousands of years, but also people who chosen Canada, and I'm an immigrant myself, so that was very powerful to me. So I, I want to echo that sentiment too, Walid. I think it's so important. Totally agreed. So now I'm, I want to switch gears a little bit uh, and ask you, I, you, you're obviously highly uh, engaged in politics. Uh, can Aaron O'Toole win the next federal election? Hundred uh, percent. You know, I am shocked by uh, active political observers and liberals that are writing him down or writing him off. It's insanity. Aaron has the perfect perfect combination of skills that are necessary uh, uh, to get him into the prime minister's chair. Uh, he uh, appeals uh, to a very broad spectrum of society at a time of exceptional polarization. We have a conservative leader who is has been very vocal on the blood ban and all associated issues with the LGBTQ community. We have a conservative leader who's been very strong on Islamophobia, but we also have a conservative leader, uh, oh, and, and of course is pro-choice, um, and we also have a conservative leader who's been fighting on free speech relating to Bill C-10, um, has been uh, fighting um, for religious freedom and choice, um, and uh, has been talking about important issues relating to jobs in Western Canada and, uh, and uh, uh, getting the manufacturing economy in Ontario and Quebec back up to speed. His French is excellent. Uh, he's, uh, his narrative that is being built is 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 excellent and you know um i don't think during the pandemic uh that you know canadians have had an opportunity to to meet aaron to get to know aaron and i think that as soon as they do uh he's going to do extremely well and uh you know i said this uh, a number of times, I, I continue to believe that Aaron will be prime minister of this country. 
you know, inside of a year if the Liberals dare call an election. Looks like we're going to have one possibly uh, in late September. They uh, certainly the anyone who knows how Parliament Hill works uh, knows that uh, they're clearing the decks for that possibility for sure. Um, uh, does does Aaron O'Toole and the federal conservatives do, do they have a an urban strategy that'll help win seats in the GTA and other urban areas? You know, Tony, you've been involved in campaigns for even longer than I have. Um, <laughs> it is remarkable, actually. We are closing in on. We, we, we met each other in. Uh, in I was thinking about it this morning, 1993. Believe it or not, uh, so it is closing in on 30 years. It's, Pretty, pretty insane. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, I think that that he is uh, much like uh, Jack Layton did in uh, in Quebec when nobody sort of saw it saw it coming. I think his appeal is going to be very broad, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to challenge your September um, prediction a little bit. I think the the Liberals. Uh, a number of times now since he's been elected leader have mused on calling an election. And I think intelligent people around their table who maybe don't have as much arrogance as the rest of their team have paid attention for a minute and thought, this guy's a lot stronger than you think. And we got to pick the right timing. And, and I think, I think, uh, I think that uh, they're going to have a difficult strategic decision to make uh, in September as to whether or not they go. My message to any of my liberal you know, uh, friends who do strategy who might be listening to this is, I genuinely don't think it matters when you go. You can go in September. You can go later. The man is going to appeal to a very large cross-section of Canadians and uh, you should be preparing for what's next, because I believe Aaron's going to be prime minister. Well, there you hear, there you have it, folks. <laughs> we've got the, we've got him on the record. It's great. No, I, I, uh, I guess I, uh, it's, it's funny uh, timing. Who cares? I mean, in a sense, uh, it, it'll happen when it'll happen. But uh, uh, I, uh, it's, uh, I, I say to people, uh, Waleed, and then I'll let Jody. Uh, jump in but uh, i've been saying to people because i've i've got i've had the same it's is dissipated now actually but say three four months ago it was aaron o'toole can't win nobody knows aaron o'toole and uh, uh trudeau's uh, gonna gonna have it a slam dunk it's just a question of how big his majority is going to be and it just I, I just remind people i I was a fledgling candidate in Perry, San Muskoka in the summer of 2005. I got nominated in May 2005. The election eventually occurred in January 2006. So I had the summer to do the barbecue circuit in Perry Sound, Muskoka. And I heard exactly the same thing. Uh, Stephen Harper can't win. There's no way Ontario is going to vote for Stephen Harper. Stephen Harper has funny eyes. How can anyone vote for that guy? Uh, you know, uh, and... Uh, and that was from the conservatives. <laughs> it was even worse when you when you were talking to non-conservatives. And then six months later, it was Prime Minister Stephen Harper. So uh, campaigns do matter, and um, uh, you know it, we're into the silly season now, where the media likes to uh, pontificate without not a, with not a lot of evidence. So 
that's my take on it as well. Jody, uh, how about yourself? Well, you that's the third time you've told that story on this show now, Tony. I'm just <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not I'm not gonna right. dive into it too deep, but I just my only message would be is and we spoke to Melissa Lansman about this is that uh the messaging and the topics, the issues that you guys put as hot button issues has got to be very carefully uh, evaluated because I think that's where uh, I'm not, I'm not buying the line about Aaron O'Toole's appeal. I don't think that's even going to play a role. It's going to come down to what are, what are, when some people go to that ballot, what are they going to do for me? Not do I like Aaron O'Toole that, that to me, that's not even an issue. So it's uh, it's the, it's, it's the topics that you guys highlight. So that's my, my thoughts on it. Of course, it always is. It always is. Um, I'm, I'm talking about something a little broader, Jody, which is what I think the emotive appeal is going to be. And, um, you know, I think we had some brand damage in 2015. Um, I think that uh, uh, we... we, we we, we did not repair that uh, under Andrew Shear, notwithstanding his best efforts. And, you know, love his team. I think they're great, but I don't think we repaired it. And I think that um, uh, Aaron is making great strides on that front. And I think that that is going to be, uh, you know, uh, a, a critical part of, of his victory. And I, and I think that he will... Uh, uh, I think he's done an incredible job on that front. It's not going to satisfy everybody, you know. It's not going to satisfy uh, everybody who's not going, who, who wouldn't consider us, anyways. Um, I get that. Um, you know, I still see things on Twitter about how Aaron is Islamophobic. The man has talked about Islamophobia as respectfully and and consciously as he possibly could. Um, uh, you know, so certain people we're not going to be able to get their support. That's fine, um, but I think his broad appeal is going to be quite important. I think the emotive side of these things is is, is quite important. So I'm I'm, I'm comfortable and and uh, I'm comfortable with my prediction and, and happy to have you hold me to it. <laughs> there we go. Fair enough. Oh, Wally Solomon, thank you for coming on to and another thing podcast. It's been a, a delight to have you on. We there were, we had some tough topics today, but I think you handled them. Uh, with uh, acumen and with uh, with a lot of uh, decency and compassion. So uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts, and uh, it's been an honor to have you on our program. The honor's been mine, guys. Thank you so much. Excellent insight and comments on a myriad of issues from Waleed. So, uh, yeah, some good stuff there. I'll tell you right now, Tony, I was as he was talking about rejecting the notion that Canada is racist, I was thinking... That's a great headline for us to be promoting this episode when it comes time to do that, because um, that's a great line. So I'm so glad he he went there, and I'm so glad we talked uh, because of your question about Canada Day, because let's face it, he can say some things as a as a, a person of color, a Muslim Canadian, that you and I can say. I mean, it, we're free to say them, but it has much more resonance, I think, when when he says those things. So I'm glad that we raise those issues. Yeah. And it's, it's happening right here in our own backyard. I know I sent you an article earlier in the week, uh, Prince Edward County, uh, just down from where I live in Belleville. uh, The commit Canada day committee is saying that they will not hold a Canada day and they will not be a part of it because of uh, what's going on in our country. 
And I just think that's wrong. And I hope that our politicians, and I know he said he doesn't look to leadership, uh, sorry, to politicians for leadership. And I, I get what he's saying there. But at the same time, Tony, you know, and I know how powerful would it be and I'll use Prince Edward County as an example, if the mayor stood up and said, no, we're having Canada Day, we're going to have a moment of silence and some recognition of, of what of the tragedies and atrocities in our country, but we have so much to celebrate as well. And, um, you know, pre Barry Miracle, who was on, he's got a great line. It's very easy to find the dirt, the negativity in people's lives, or in this case, a country in our back and in, in, in what's in our past, but let's try and find the good things and focus on that and move, move forward together. And, and uh, I, I just, I, yeah, I'm just flabbergasted that this is even a thing about Canada day. 100%. And, and uh, for the last few years in Muskoka, we've always had an indigenous component uh, to our Canada day where there, where there is a recognition of, uh, of, of past failures and uh, our indigenous peoples in Muskoka are part of, of that uh, ceremony, uh, but then we we sing O Canada and we cut the cake and uh, you know we've got a jazz band or whatever. And so I, I really do hope that uh, the municipalities in Muskoka don't follow the lead. And uh, I hope we do have Canada Day celebrations. Well, I'm going to make sure I tag all the politicians uh, in Prince Edward County on this episode and right on uh, have them listen. So. All right, well, we have uh, some exciting guests coming up in the next couple of weeks, so we're looking forward to that. I can also tell you that uh, on looneypolitics.com, when you use your code PODCAST, you'll get 50% off an annual subscription. And if you are a subscriber, we have a brand new episode dropping very, very soon. And the only way you can get access to that is by going to looneypolitics.com and making sure you subscribe. So we're thankful and uh, very appreciative to be an exclusive partner with Looney Politics. Of course, this episode, as it is every week, is brought to you by Municipal Solutions, our official presenting sponsor. And Tony, I know you want to thank some others as well. Yeah, of course, many thanks to Municipal Solutions, but also to Polytrack at polytrack.com for all your GR uh, help there. And of course, our latest uh, newest sponsor, Magnify with an I.io. Well, there you go. We will do this again in seven days, and we'll talk soon, Tony. You bet.